0: So we'll start off with the daily Covid numbers. There were 80 Covid-19 fatalities and 11,305 new cases recorded on Monday, the Public Health Ministry reported on Tuesday morning. There were 10,710 cases in the general population and 595 among prison inmates. Now that'll lead us into today's stories in relation to Phuket. Concerns over conflicting Covid tests on sandbox tourists. Provincial authorities are concerned that almost half the foreign tourists who have tested positive for COVID-19 since July 1 were detected on arrival at the airport when they had tested negative before obtaining a certificate of entry allowing them to board their flight. They had raised the issue with the foreign ministry and the tourism authority of Thailand. The director of Phishira Phuket Hospital said on Monday that provincial officials had consulted the two government agencies over the conflicting test results. As of July 19, 18 tourists had tested positive for COVID-19 since arriving in the sandbox island province. Seven of them were detected at Phuket airport. Another tourist was detected with the coronavirus about three days after arrival. Dr. Shalaman said neither he nor the provincial governor said that issuing the certificate of entry needs to be more strictly controlled, but they did question the high number of conflicting test results for people with with a COE who were tested again on arrival. Phuket opened the door to fully vaccinated tourists from July 1. One of the requirements is to obtain a COE from an embassy or consulate to allow you to board a flight on the island. That requires a negative Covid-19 test no more than 72 hours before departure. A total of 8,619 foreign visitors had arrived in the province as of midnight on Monday according to official figures. Now, the Phuket officials are wrong and let me explain why. You do not need the COVID-19 test to obtain a certificate of entry that's just factually wrong you get your certificate of entry i mean how 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 could you submit you'd be leaving your submit submission of a certificate of entry to what 72 hours before your flight of course that's not how it works you apply for your certificate of entry and to board the flight you must have the COVID 19 negative test no older than 72 hours has nothing to do with the certificate of entry it's not a requirement to have it as part of the certificate entry it's a part to have it on arrival to get onto your flight, and you also present it at Phuket International Airport when you arrive. So they're completely wrong. Their numbers, I mean the numbers aren't high, but we're also talking about vaccinated tourists. It also begs the question, how do they know these certificates, or how do airlines know these certificates from hospitals are real? I mean, all it is is basically is a printed piece of paper stating that you're COVID-19 negative. But how does, you know, the average worker at a hotel know whether this is a real document or not? and also in relation to vaccine certificates. How do Thai embassies around the world know that the certificates that they're being sent are real? There's no database for them to go check and see if they're all real and this person has been vaccinated or not because you'd have to allow them to access your medical history which does not happen so how do they know any of these people have really been vaccinated too i mean some of the vaccination certificates i've seen are are handwritten basically printed cards but handwritten in i mean i'm sure it's possible to fake vaccination certificates and also fake COVID-19 certificates. That's the other thing too. I'm still of the opinion that, and especially if Phuket is being a model for COVID travel, then all this kind of other stuff needs to be put to the side, all the tests, etc. They seem to be obsessed with having this COVID-free zone in Phuket, which is unrealistic. It's just not going to happen. And they need to come to the realization that it's not going to happen. Now, if 85% 85% of people in Phuket have first doses and nearly 70% have second doses. Then what are they afraid of? Are they afraid that the vaccines don't work? Are they afraid that their testing regime doesn't work? What are they afraid of? Or is this just a way to get money from people by having them go through all these, you know, hoops, signing up for certificates? you know, getting all these COVID tests when they arrive, can only stay here, can only stay there. I'm not sure what it's all about anymore. And that will lead me into the next story, which is the Phuket tightening up COVID-19 restrictions. Phuket has heightened COVID-19 control measures as the number of new cases there has risen slightly, with the governor saying more restrictions are crucial to keep the situation under control and the Phuket Sandbox Tourism Reopening Program going, aimed at stemming the spread of the highly contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus. A set of new COVID-19 control measures were rolled out on Monday and were due to take effect from from today until August 2nd. These measures were issued while the number of new COVID cases was about a dozen each day, even though the province has initially planned to step up COVID-19 control only when the number of new cases reached 90 per week. Curbs include a temporary shutdown of pubs, bars, karaoke shops and other similar types of entertainment venues. Among other measures, the closing time of shopping malls and restaurants serving alcohol beverage will be 9pm, while partying and drinking alcohol on the beaches, in public parks and other public spaces will be totally banned, he said. Violations of these COVID-19 control measures will lead to imprisonment of between 1 and 2 years and a fine of between 20,000 baht and 100,000 baht. While the COVID-19 situation in Phuket is still now under control, these measures are primarily aimed at keeping the Phuket sandbox program going, improving public Safety and preventing the outbreak situation from getting worse, said the deputy governor. If there is no Phuket sandbox, no new income is generated. Now, many people have begun to earn money from things like rent, as many hotel staff have returned to work and need accommodation, he said. Restaurants, Food stalls and markets are reopening and are seeing a rise in customers, he said. The Tourism Authority of Thailand is trying to convince the rest of the world that although the overall COVID-19 situation in Thailand is worsening, Phuket is still a safe place to visit, he said. Now, that also brings us into some new Phuket entry requirements for people who are coming into the province. Previously, it was you have to have uh, been vaccinated or have a COVID-19 test. Now you have to be vaccinated and you have to have a COVID-19 test no matter what province you come from so that's applicable to 76 provinces in Thailand if you're coming into the province you need to have a fully vaccinated with Nabak or Sinopharm or one dose of AstraZeneca Pfizer Moderna and you also need to have a COVID-19 test either PCR rapid antigen no older than seven days to enter if you're a Phuket resident there is a form you can get and have it filled out you go to your local Ampur and they they can sign it for you and this will allow you to enter, leave and enter the island uh, with only having the vaccination record. You won't need the actual um, COVID-19 certificate, but that's only for Phuket residents. So that's just a little more update on the entry requirements that are getting stricter and stricter to come into Phuket. Now just going back to the new restrictions in Phuket, no more alcohol after 9 o'clock, no drinking on the beach. Um, the bit about bars, karaoke clubs and entertainment having to be closed, that's been the case for months, so I don't know how that's anything new. But the idea now is that they're expecting tourists just to turn up in Phuket for nothing. You can't have a drink after 9 o'clock at night now, unless you go to 7-11. Of course 7 Eleven's closed at I think 10 o'clock anyway now, because they have to close between certain hours. I mean, what do they think people are coming to Phuket for? If you are a genuine tourist, this is not tourism. This, I mean, more and more restrictions for a handful of COVID cases each day. Something's off with that. Now, I wonder, are we not being told the truth? I wonder, are there a lot more infections in Phuket? And this is the real reason why we're having suddenly some more restrictions, because it seems very odd to me to be only having 10 cases a day and to be implementing stricter and stricter restrictions, entry requirements, what you can not and can't do on the island. It all seems just a little off to me. And it seems like they'd do anything To protect this Phuket sandbox model. So, I throw the question out to you, my listeners. What do you think about all this? Does it sound a bit strange to you that you don't have that much COVID numbers in the province, but suddenly more and more restrictions are being brought in? I mean, if you're thinking, what would your thinking be on this? I'd love to know your opinion down below in the comments section. Now, next up is the CCSA are enacting travel uh, restrictions throughout the dark red provinces. Checkpoints have been set up to restrict people's movements in 13 dark red zone provinces in a bid to control the severe wave of COVID-19 infections, according to the CCSA. The spokesman of the CCSA said checkpoints will be up and running in the 13 provinces along roads linking the 13 provinces with their neighbours around the clock as tighter restrictions come into force on Tuesday. He said people need to show required documents when passing through the checkpoints, including ones that display QR codes when they register at www.covid19.in.ith. Any inconvenience are to restrict travel, he said. Unless totally necessary, don't leave home. You can expect inconveniences should you travel, he said. The movement of people in the 13 provinces will be restricted while those who seek to visit dark red zones must have a proper reason and will be screened upon entry," he said, adding that the toughened measures will be in place for at least 14 days, or until August 2nd. Members of the public in these maximum control zones are urged to work from home and avoid unnecessary travel even outside the 9pm to 4am curfew hours. Shopping malls, department stores and community shopping centres are closed except for supermarkets, drug stores, and vaccination centres in their premises. Six groups of people and businesses are exempted from travel restrictions for reason of public health and the transport of essential goods. The doctor also confirmed the announcement by the Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand saying domestic flights out of both Bangkok airports would stop operating from tomorrow. He said the capacities of public transport services will be halved also. We'll go full throttle in the next 14 days, he said. The surge in infections is mostly in these provinces and if the toughened measures work, cases are expected to decline. Citing projections from Mahidol University Faculty of Environmental and Resource Studies, the doctor said the daily caseload would rise to almost 32,000 cases if action was not taken. Based on the projections with intervention to curb virus transmission the daily caseload would now be between nine thousand and eighteen to 12,605 he said. Now the numbers are getting a little bit out of hand for Thailand. I mean considering how well they did last year with the overall lockdown at the beginning of April and then how they dealt with it kind of around Christmas and it's been going really really well. But Obviously, as I've said before, since Songkran in April, it's been just a shit show and just pure incompetence at its finest here. They have completely given up at one point, and just let it run rampant. I'm not sure why... I don't understand why, and most people don't either, but they're now trying to get this under control of course. So I have also read that if there is no improvement within the next month or so, they're actually talking about a Wuhan style lockdown, which would be complete lockdown, you can't leave your home, you can't go anywhere, and that actually is being discussed by the CCSA right now. Let's hope that these restrictions do work so we don't have to see something crazy like they did in China to get it. You know under control but fingers crossed people listen and you know everyone does stay safe out there now some vaccine updates um the first jabs are available for expats age 75 and over at bang Su grand station foreigners age 75 and above can now walk into bang Su grand station to get a free covid 19 jab to be eligible they must carry their passport and evidence of residence in thailand such as a visa residence permit or a work permit. The services from 9am to 4pm is only available to those who have not had any Covid jabs. For now this service will be provided until the end of July but may be extended if more people need to be vaccinated. Currently some 10,000 seniors and 5,000 general citizens are vaccinated daily at the Bangsu ground station. So That's a little bit of good news out there for uh, expats in Thailand and especially older expats who have been worried about getting vaccinated. Now, I've also seen a lot of embassies getting their hands on a couple of hundred doses of AstraZeneca for their citizens. And they're hoping and they're arranging for these to be administered to older expats from their different countries. So that's a very good thing that's going on right now. Let's try get the older expats in the country vaccinated. And then, you know, they can move down the line to the next age group. But yes, it's good to see some embassies doing it. Of course, there's some that are just not doing a single thing. My own embassy, I don't know what they're up to. They post links to websites that don't work anymore. It seems they're not that interested in helping older expats and Irish expats who are here. Now, I'd love if they did. They went out of the way to try help people like other embassies are doing and trying to secure a few doses, even 50 shots. You know, it's 50 expats that would be vaccinated. And I'd love to see that from my own embassy. And finally, hashtag... Ban Food Panda, outrage after delivery giant vows to fire protester for terrorism. One of Bangkok's largest food delivery services is on blast from a water cannon of fury today after it vowed to terminate an employee because he attended an anti-government protest. Calls have echoed from consumers and some restaurants to boycott Food Panda after the company said it would fire a rider photographed at a protest in accordance with the company's policies against violence and terrorism. Several protesters, including journalists, were injured Sunday at a rally against mismanagement and slow procurement of COVID-19 vaccines. Hundreds of anti-government protesters calling for Prime Minister Prior Chanacha's resignation marched on the Government House while they were met by riot police who attacked them with chemical-laced water cannons tear gas and rubber bullets. Responding to a government supporter who pointed out on Twitter that a food panda rider who joined the protest was seen burning a royal portrait, a taboo once difficult to imagine, the company quickly responded that it would review the situation and immediately let the rider go. It said the rider violated its policies against violence and terrorism. The royal family is protected by law from anything deemed an insult but has become openly criticized since last year by those demanding reforms of the institution. The company's response prompted Ban Food Panda to trend on Thai Twitter with more than 1.2 million tweets since Sunday afternoon. Many people claimed to have deleted their accounts and removed the application from their smartphones. Late Monday afternoon after this story was published the company reversed this position saying it would not fire the employee but was still looking for him. Regarding the rider incident that took place yesterday we are still trying to find out the identity of the rider. Food Panda assures freedom of speech and expression is not terrorism and the rider will not be dismissed due to this incident. Food Panda is owned by Berlin-based delivery hero. A few restaurants joined in condemning the platform saying they would withdraw as vendors. A number of people have actually deleted Food Panda uh from their smartphones, and yes, restaurants of some restaurants have stopped using them. In Bangkok, there's a lot of options for food delivery, which is you know a great thing if you're in Bangkok. So people can actually do this. In relation to the guy, um, he was actually arrested yesterday under a uh, less majest uh, law for insulting the monarchy. He's claiming that he had nothing to do with it. They're claiming he did. So let's see. How that will turn out for him the golden rule in business is never to get involved in politics or any kind of political discussion and unfortunately somebody within the food panda sales and marketing department obviously wasn't briefed on that and took it upon themselves to decide that they are going to police food panda policy i'm sure what was initially tweeted by this food panda person who was in control of the twitter account was not food panda policy because most companies understand Keep your mouth shut, investigate what's happened, and then make a comment aft. But obviously, you have a guy who maybe has his own political views sitting on a keyboard and deciding that this is what he's going to write. And it was very unfortunate for probably that employee now or food panda, and of course, for the guy who's been arrested and faces, you know. 15 years in jail. A difficult situation here in Thailand. Um, With these protests now, people are just getting fed up with the government, they want change, they want competent government. But then again, you have to look at the people that are being elected, the people that they elect. You have to look at people running for government, for, for the parliament to be a politician. Has to be a better standard of people. And until that happens, I don't see there's going to be much change ever here in the political landscape. It's nice to see the youth of Thailand taking an interest in their country. But until, as I said, there's a change in mentality here, nothing will ever change. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. We are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow.